Welcome to the Gossip Lounge, a new fun weekly podcast where I invite my friends over to have a chat and a gossip while I do their nails. Welcome to episode four of the Gossip Lounge. This week I'm joined by the amazing comedian and cabaret artist Kima Bob as we talk about her alter ego, rapping and exactly how do you get everything that you want in life. Let's enter the lounge as I do her nails and let's see what happens and what kind of gossip we can get. Oh, man. What have you been up to, man? Uh, nothing much. I've just been gigging a lot. Mm. Uh, it, do, are you tired? Uh, how are you? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, like medium, like medium well. Um, I'm just kind of confused as to what to do with myself. In what sense? Uh, I just graduated. Uh, Congratulations. So in, in that sense, thank you. But like, I think it always feels weird because you uh, you go do this degree, you go do this thing, and you expect it to go one way, or you expect to gain something, and mm. then you're done with it, and you're thrust into back into the world. I mean, if you're real, you know that you were always there. You always in the world. Yeah, yeah. I left the world, now I'm back in the world. Um, and yeah, I just did an MA in TV, and so I assumed that after I was really going to be like, TV production, yeah, get me in that office, I'm going to help make that thing. Uh, and I've done Produce it. the world on TV. Yeah, like, I, uh, was it enlighten, you know, educate, inspire through that screen. <laughs> um, and I've gotten in a couple of TV offices, and it's like... 2pm and I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> These walls are out of control. This typing is out of control. Like, and I just want to make comments so people laugh and interact with me. And I'm like, I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. It's really, yeah, it's bad. Aww. It's bad. I'm very confused. So you want unemployed. Be, you want to be a TV producer? Yeah. And after today, you're thinking, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, like, I, I still want to do it, but I want to do like an Issa Rae move, Aziz Ansari, a Donald Glover. I want to write and produce and star in a thing, yeah. or write and produce whether I'm in it or not. Yeah. But um, it's just weird trying to keep production and performance separate. Yeah, because you do a lot. You're like in a in like an improv group. Too much shit. Two improv groups. Why? Two? Why? Look at you. One is out of the New Zealand, which is an all-black improv team. Uh, not the only one in the UK. We're aware of one other, but most likely the only one in London. Yeah. Um, and the other is a drag king improv team. Oh, yeah, because you do drag. Yeah, yeah. As in, as in drag king. Yeah, little testies. Oh. And then name. you do stand up comedy. Yeah. Oh. You just have got a lot of things going on. Oh, too many. And I don't even know if I'm doing them well, fam. I'm just getting up and out and showing up. <laughs> they say showing up is 80% of the work. They're like, come here, Kima. And you're like, yeah, I'm just Okay, gonna cool, cool, cool. As me or as this guy? <laughs> okay, cool. Because I, I haven't seen you do drag king. People like him a lot. It actually pisses me off. Oh, what? <laughs> do they like him more than you? Yes. And they want to fuck him way more than me. And it's quite unsettling because I feel attractive. You are attractive. You know? Well, apparently more so as a guy named Lil Testies. And, like, I want him to be a bad boy character. Like, he's supposed to come off as misogynist. Yeah. But, like, he's... That's he's, just turning people off. Yeah, it's pissing me off. I'm like, you guys know this is a bad... This, he's a bad guy. 
and but it's more like he's a bad boy. So I'm trying to figure it out. I like the bad boy. It's getting on my nerves. I do this. Uh, I lip sync the song. Uh, not E equals MC vagina, but show me your genitals. Um, by a nice man called Jean Lejoie, a musical comedian. Mm. And it's uh, the opening lines are, women are stupid and I don't respect them. That's right, I just have sex with them. Show me your genitals, your genitals. Show me your genitals, genitalia. Um, And I'm performing this. It's like, knock, knock, who's there? Me, wondering why you're not naked. Yeah. I can't. Have I not heard this song? Have I not it's heard really this song? It's really great. It's really great. It's a, but I'm like performing it, you know, and they're like, ah! Like, no one's like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, where's the gas bat? You know? They love it. It's really frustrating. Everyone yeah. loves a bad boy. So I'm trying to figure him out. Um, yeah, people are way too turned on. So it's little taste, little testy. Yeah. It's testies. Like your, two, testy. two testies. Two testies. Um, it's actually... Your alter ego. It's the little testies because, like... I didn't want to spell testes, but then taking tests are easy. <laughs> he's, he's, he's smart. Little test ease. But, um, Just gets ease in every, every exam he yeah, does. Yeah, he's so good with tests. Uh, he's more so... He's like an exploration of this kind of guy I don't like. Um, and I'm really irritated with, like, trap rappers right now. They oh, yeah? piss me off. Like who? Like all of them, Lil Uzi this and XXX Temptation and Pump This, I'm sure it's someone's name, and Drugs and Sex Guy. Yeah, those are, those are my least those favorite. Those are the names. Yeah, Drugs and Sex Guy. Drugs and Sex Guy. Bad influence on my little cousin guy, that's what I call him. But I just, I don't really appreciate these guys that are like, I took a Percocet this morning, then I fucked a bitch and I don't even know her, fuck her. Then I hit the streets and I sold more Percocet, took another Percocet, all my niggas in the streets. Like, that would be a hit. Considering that you hate them, I think you Yeah, I know, well. I know all the lyrics, I know the lyrics, but it's just irritating because these guys are, like, making this life seem so awesome, you know, and, uh... Not that I feel like they should be living it, but I just hate how influential they are for how shitty what they're talking about is. Yeah. Uh, and so Little Testies is not a misogynist. He just writes music that sells. You know? I think you should release a single. Perhaps so, yeah. It might be called Suck My Balls, Bitch, and then in parentheses it's like, I respect you. Yeah. yeah. So the whole vibe. It'll be like, hashtag, I don't respect you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll be like, uh, in parentheses, just kidding. Because oh, you know a rapper named 6 9 uh, I've heard of him. The one with the rainbow hair. Yeah, with the rainbow hair. Because I've only Sound recently out. discovered him, and mm-hmm. I follow him on Instagram. Just because They're I'm so intrigued. Confusing. Yeah, I'm so very confusing. intrigued. Because he's had some quite a lot of controversy because he was apparently oh, charged. Oh, the thing with the 14-year-old. Yeah, the 14-year-old mm-hmm, mm-hmm, was charged mm-hmm. and he was saying mm-hmm. that he was a minor when that happened he, and the woman lied about, or the girl lied about her age. He goes, he goes, she looked grown. Yeah. But every time I see him, he's just like, I'm the best rapper in the world. I'm the best in my game. These guys are so confusing. I read a... Um, and this is what pisses me off about them, is they're not who they sell they are to these kids. Um, and I read a thing from his trial, and he was like, 
that's not who I am. I'm a really nice guy. I'm very respectful. Yeah. Like, you know, he's like, I just uh, do that. I call myself a scumbag because we thought it was sell. I started saying all this stuff to represent this scumbag uh, personality, this persona that I built, etc., etc. Now something I did, you know, trying to live up to this is going to negatively affect me for the rest of my life. I'm such an upstanding guy. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Guys, yeah, it just frustrates me. So when I was trying to figure out what kind of... Because I was, I was approached to do a drag night before um, I thought to do it by a friend of mine who runs this uh, Cock Kings of Color initiative here. And um, their name is Zane Fallick. And they're like, hey, uh, we're doing a like showcase and we want to you know, introduce a new like cock person. We come bring that cock. So I brought my, I brought my big cock. Um, the big black cock. Yeah, and I just waved it around on the stage. And they love it. They love that cock. Um, yeah, and then that asshole was born. But I did think about what kind of man would I want to be? And I chose the kind I don't like. Cabaret <laughs> and drag scene is obviously very supportive and they're very yeah, open. Yeah. Do you think it's more open than the comedy world? I think, I think it's more, maybe a bit more experimental, you know? And um, there are subtle, I feel like subtle differences from when I perform at a comedy night and when I do comedy at a cabaret night. Yeah. Um, and my, like, certain things, like, the fact that I'm, like, queer or whatever, uh, most cabaret nights, it's just kind of like, you know, it just goes right over people's heads or whatever, or however you describe something that no one gives a shit about. Like, they're not phased. Yeah. You know, but you go to a um, comedy night and just different things pique interest. Because I've done quite a few comedy like sets at cabaret shows mm. and it's probably the best responses i may have had ever yeah they're quite warm they're very warm like when i did your night mm. uh femmes of color yeah i gotta fuck it up yeah when we was at <laughs> when we was at um when you first did the first one at yeah. Butter Club. and that's such a sick night because you went up did comedy then came back out as onyx fatale which is just badass yeah. that like I thought it was so cool to see one person show such like talent in such different ways. So fun, but I I really like um, that I've been able to dip into that cabaret world because I think it's feeding me where the comedy circuit sometimes is not. That's good. And also some of the quality of some of the nights, like I. It has nothing to do with my, like, ego or, like, how, like, skilled I think I am or am not. Because I understand I have a lot of room to grow. But I don't see a lot of use in going out every fucking night to some mediocre-ass night with, like, an audience made of comics or whatever just to, like, get your five minutes out to people that don't give a shit and won't laugh at you. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm trying to move more deliberately and do things and shows that'll mean something to me and not just be a use of my energy. My energy matters. Do you think that those kind of gigs don't help you grow as a comic? I wouldn't say that, but like, I have, I have like the way my priorities are set up, 
are kind of like that's not a thing I'm really trying to do like I'm trying to um reach further and whatnot yeah. and honestly some of those people I've seen this is as simple as it is some people I've seen with 500 gigs under their belt are not funny to me at all oh really anyone in particular no <laughs> <laughs> but there, there are people who are always talking about how many gigs they've done this week or tonight and whatnot yeah. and they go up and I'm not really here for it so what's the point for, like for me of doing hella reps if you're not getting better or not paying attention to the audience to actually learn from that experience I don't know there are a lot of people that are very active and very unentertaining to me and it's kind of made me think, as a baby comic who's only been doing stand-up for like a year and a half, that my time may be better spent not just hitting three stages every night or however many gigs per week. I don't think reps equal funny or quality. Yeah. I do agree with that in some sense. Um, I think for me, because I started obviously longer than you did, for me to like grow as a comic I felt mm. like and for me to be seen and like mm -hmm, get on bigger gigs mm -hmm. I felt like sometimes I had to do those gigs where yeah. it may not have been beneficial to me where there'd be like four people in the audience but I'm just mm. like well well did you feel like it was beneficial long term but just not in that in that instant moment because you learn when you do like really difficult gigs or gigs where there is four people yeah. you learn how to adapt yeah like when you yeah. have people that just do it in the audience and not interested in you being there they just want to interrupt your conversation mm -hmm, or interrupt mm -hmm. your gig and you get to deal with that you have to deal with that and that helps in the long term in terms of like emceeing or like totally and working with crowd work and doing stuff like that it's hard for me to get out of my house for just about everything and it partially it has a bit to do with like mental health and stuff like that mm. sometimes it is really difficult for me to convince myself that i want to get out and go and so when I get there and it's actually not, I am pissed. I'm mad. And it's very emotional. It has a lot to do with me. But that's why it's like very important that I choose where I'm going yeah. and make sure it's only something that I'm enthusiastic about. Because if there's not, I'm gonna I'm either gonna be upset or flake. And I would like to avoid that. So, like, right now, my priority is only booking things that I really want to show up for because I know myself. And I don't know if I'll be depressed that day, but if I'm not in the mood, there's a good chance that I end up... You want to them short, didn't you? Yes, please, for gay shit. Okay. Hella gay shit. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm actually going to see Black Panther tonight <gasps> for Elite Theaters with you a not seen it cute girl. I have, but I told myself I would see it twice just to like give it extra money. Yeah, do that. Or whatever. So we're going today and we're going to hold hands. Yay! And comedy, comedy has helped me a lot with like meeting women. Because like it's hard to see other queer women. Because yeah, you describe yourself as queer. Yeah. So is that bi, lesbian? Uh, so for me it's like pansexual, which is like, I'm into all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, there are different like great qualities in different short people. Short or short? Um, a little shorter please, mm -hmm. but yeah, that works. Um, because if you were um, inserting your hands into a vagina, you don't want to uh, 
Nobody wants to be scraped up. <laughs> I'm gonna scrape anybody's labia and whatnot. Take out some ovaries at yeah, the same time. Yeah, straight up. I'm just trying to respect the respect the flower. Respect the lovely, delicate flower yeah, of so the vagina. Is there a massive difference between dating a man and a woman? It depends. Like I, I find that I'm, I like a softer man. Not like a more feminine man or someone like who's more comfortable in their sexuality. More someone who can talk about their feelings. That's all I want. That's all I want. Um, honesty, openness, and to be able to keep that communication open. I don't have room for games. I don't have room to sift through cis hetero men to find someone who's not super fucking damaged. Like, you know, and at least if I come across a woman that is damaged, there's a higher likelihood that she can express that. Yeah. I just want someone I can talk to. And I don't have a lot of energy to spend on dating. Like, I have a whole life outside of my vagina and romance needs. So I just want low-stress situations. Something I don't want to do right now anyway. I don't want to be in a very serious relationship. But I also don't think I should have to sleep alone all the time. Yeah. And... She's still quite young, aren't you? Yeah, I just know I don't have the energy. I don't have the energy for like a serious, serious thing. Yeah. It's and, uh, Yes, perfect. Gay enough. <laughs> uh, one of my friends gets like acrylic but keeps these short. Wow. <laughs> Action fingers. Uh, but yeah, I was just kind of super stressed and I had like a mental breakdown. And it was my third year of a four-year degree. Yeah. Um, and it just freaked me the fuck out. And I was like, who am I? What can I do if this is what happens anytime I do hard stuff? Like, I was really freaked out um, and really ashamed and all sorts of stuff. And so it's just been important to me as I find my voice and I share my perspective on stage to bring that up here and there or just speak on it especially if i feel something and because like comedy is a it's an outlet it's a way that i've been able to express yourself yeah like verbalize what i'm feeling but also share that and what's been cool is to like have people that are like thank you or like um i really yeah yeah, i really appreciate that um because also it gives other people when you say stuff on stage yeah that people that it's difficult to talk about anyway yeah sometimes it can it may not affect everyone in the room but if it touches one person you're like totally that is that would work me saying it if it's going to help someone else think it's all right it feels like they're not the only person yeah who is who's dealing with this exactly it's really cool like it feels good for me just to go aha shame suck my dick shame i don't have you bitch but yeah so it's like it's kind of it's it's that as well being like that's right i'm in a room full of strangers i'll tell you my diagnosis oh it's cool to to be able to do that, it's empowering for me, you know? Like, it feels weird for me to say, like, yeah, I'm funny, like, I'm good at this, this is what I do. Like, those are those are big statements to make, it feels, you know? But I'm, like, making myself make them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I am, I am this, and this is what I do. I'm calling myself a comedian. Like, if it feels good to have my confidence 
in something that isn't baseless. Yeah. That isn't shallow or whatever. Like, yeah, it feels really good. And there's no way that hasn't had major positive effects on my mental health. And how does your mum feel with you being away from her? Um, multiple ways. <laughs> she, she understand that you're, was you queer yeah. in America? Yeah, like, I've been, I've been doing this stuff, but I will say, like, there's something for me about getting further. I really do like to have this space to grow and be and to not have to hear about it so sure? much and so uh, direct. Yes, solid. Yeah. We're living our best life. <laughs> but yeah, she, um, she misses me and I miss her, but I also like the space that I have a yeah. lot, a lot. Um, and she gets what's, what's going on. Um, but I don't think I've made it clear how much I like this space. Um, yeah, and I love her. I'm, I'm an only child. Ah, high five, so high. Yeah, yeah, so you feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, I, like, when you're only child, you just feel like it's a bit overbearing sometimes. You just need the space. I'm just like, hey, my, my life is my life. Yeah. And you have one, too. Yeah. You know, we both have them. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, she's glad to see what I'm doing from here. And, um, yeah, wishes that, like, she could come see it, you know, in person, why not? Uh, but yeah, she understands that, like, I'm, I'm here for a reason, um, and it's because I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do. I, do you know that I used to do my nails, like, all the time, all the time? It's been a part of my, like, gayening. That <laughs> gayening. I, my gayening. Because I feel like I'm just, like, easing in. I don't know what's happening. Because I've, like... Have you heard of internalized homophobia? What do you mean? Like, I'm afraid of how gay I am or could be. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you afraid? It's because I grew up around homophobes. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. But how gay can you be? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm afraid to find out. Like, uh... Well, what's the peak of gay? I don't even know. Basically, just know that when my mom asks me if I'm a lesbian, I always feel very adamant about saying no. <laughs> like, instead of just being like, so what? Like, I'm like, no, mom, there's a difference. I still like dick. It's cool. But when like, was the last time you got some dick? Uh, the end of January. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is still dick involved. Keep, keep that dick on deck. I like that penetration, man. And Can I have that with strap-ons? I mean, but like, there's something, ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. There's a song like that, and that's what it's probably about. Strap-ons versus flesh. Mm. Ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. Dick. Ain't nothing like the real thing. Yeah, and I get married mainly because I was like, I don't see the point of having a contract mm. to yeah like confirm the love that I have for someone. Yeah, I don't see the point of that. Like, why can't we just be, be happy? Yeah, why can't we just be us and be happy? I think in that whole that one person forever, like oh, is this what it is? You're being greedy again. It's like I don't. You can't expect one person. More people need to fill their own needs, but you can't expect one person to like fill your needs or whatever. Uh, can I marry five people? 
Can can you marry five people? Maybe. In Utah. In Utah. Yeah. Become a Mormon. <laughs> a Hormon. Oh, a Hormon. A Hormon. Is this yeah. Like, you, can, you can invent that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start yourself a nice Hormonism. village. Yeah, start mm. yourself a nice village. I need a harem. A harem? Yeah. I, I need I need concubines. <laughs> Just get yourself a nice village somewhere. Yeah. Um, get mm. some people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some people. Now you get it. My mom doesn't even get it. She'd be like, get men and some people. (laughs) (laughs) I talked to her the other day. uh, She was like, uh, I told her I've seen some people. And she's like, oh. Some people. I love that. Oh, mom, I've seen some people. I've seen some people. Because I'm trying to encourage her to get her poly on as well. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's going to work for you. No, totally. Because she needs to weigh her options, man. Like, if you have someone to compare them to. And not to say it in such a dickish way, but yeah, I want the best deal, okay? And for you, the best deal is all of them, everyone. I'm just trying to enjoy my life while helping other people enjoy their life by giving them great times with me when we have times together. (laughs) So how many people are you juggling at the moment? I'm just seeing two people and easing in. and Easing in? Yeah, and looking forward to... Basically, I've been like dry for like five months, so now I'm back, baby. Reflect, pay attention to you and whatnot, and take care of your vagina with electricity. Um, we do that every night. You know what I'm talking about. I need new batteries, by the way, Adrian. Boop, boop. Get you on that plugs into the wall. Don't you care about the earth? <laughs> what about the ecosystem? These damn batteries. You should be ashamed of yourself. They're rechargeable. <laughs> okay, all right, safe, safe. <laughs> I, I was going to have to get on you, young lady. <laughs> get on to the Plug it into the wall. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I believe in that I self-sufficiency, I'll be, man. I think if I, I'll be scared if I plug it into the wall that I will let you keep my vagina. Perhaps. <laughs> you never know. So my mom, when I told her I was dating this uh, woman a bit ago, she was like, uh, I'm never going to have grandkids. And I was like, what? It's one relationship. <laughs> also, I'm 23. Like, like, get on board, mom. Yeah, like, like chill still out. Time. There's you... still time. Ah, and it turns out it was because she saw a photo of someone else's grandkid. He uh, got jealous. Tried to put that on my uterus. See, that's the way. They always see other people's. And, like, all my friends are having babies now. Like, my best friend just had a baby. She's like, oh, so Naomi's had a baby. And all your friends have had babies, aren't they? I was like, no, not all of them. Not all of them. Not all yeah, of them. Yeah, also, cool. Let them keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you go celebrate with them. The person would agree with you that it's going to be on your date today. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> my cute, my cute little fingers. She's going to be like, whoa. And I'm like, yep, that's right. That's how it's going to whoa. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> End of convo. You mm-hmm, like the color? Mm-hmm. It's super cute. I'm mm. living my best life. This is crazy. This is the first time I've had my nails painted, I would say, in over a year. Really? I don't I don't know why. It sometimes it could be, be an effort, to be fair. Yeah. Like sometimes you could be in, like, the salon for, like, ages. It just used to be, like, a part of me, I guess. Like, I would do it all the time. I love the smell of fumes. Like, I'm not going to lie. I love the fucking smell of, like, nail polish fumes. Like, Mm. Like, and I think that might have driven my early nail care was my little addict brain being like, paint mm. your nails again. 
Oh mm. no, one is chipped. Mm, the fuse. <laughs> uh, Your voice is very unique. Man. Like mine. mine. Yeah, we sound how we sound, man. Yeah. And obviously in your head, you sound very different than how yeah. you actually sound. Like, I feel alright, but people, people have for a long time not been a fan, and then now that I'm older and people understand that voiceover work exists, <laughs> they've, like, changed their tune. They're like, oh, actually, that voice. They're like, hold on. <laughs> Is that annoying or lucrative? I can't tell. It's fucked up. Mm. I like them. Mm. It goes with my, and I feel like it's complimentary to the hair as well. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Your hair's more a bit color like, scheme. Um, are you going to go a different color? Um, same one. Going to refresh. Refresh the green. Yeah. I got it's... the bleach at home just waiting for the. Does it not damage your hair? Um, I'm all I over haven't, your hair now. No, 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 get in there. In the I head. haven't done it. Um, we're there. Like, we're there. We're, 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 there. There. we're there. Um, I can't. Um, I haven't done it. Yeah, yeah, my little balls. I had to get my hair on my face and whatnot. I wish I could touch it too. Don't Fuck. Touch, touch ah, it. so tempting. Goddamn. Don't touch your hair. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't bleached it for like over a year. Because it's like, lost really well. I'm not trying to kill it. Yeah, don't kill your hair. Yeah. So what's yeah. next for Kima? Later this year, me and Bishop Kayali are going to share an hour in Edinburgh oh, called cool. Bish and Bob. I'm really excited about it because I don't know what the fuck happens in the world. Like I'm such a such a baby in all of this shit, you know. And so I'm just glad to have like people like you and Bishop like. Like these women, these women of color in comedy that I can like look up to, look to, and be like, hey, what is this? What is life? Like, what is going on? Don't look at me. Don't be like, like, I don't know you are. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what this shit is. I don't know what anything is. But like, that just feels really cool. So, who knows what the fuck's next, man? Just cute stuff. Mm. It's gonna be tasty. I think it's going to be, be very, I think you're going to have lots of taste along the way. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be a bit gay. <laughs> bit queer. A yeah, bit gay. Yeah, a bit yeah, delicious. Yeah. Lots yeah, of yeah. tasting. No, 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 no. Oh, I met so many women through comedy, man. Is that why you do it? No. <laughs> no. Is it give my love? I want to like actively give my love to like black women. Like I have good love. I'm a, like I'm a sweet person to be with and whatnot, so I'm like I'm gonna give that to people who can use it. That's a good way to end. Yeah. Keep everyone. Boom. Thank you for listening to episode four of the Gossip Lounge. Next week, I'm joined by my amazing friend and our first male guest, Mr. Adrian Taus.